What happens when we talk about sex? One eight five five. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Well, you just can't tease the listeners like that, Michelle. Uh, so we can talk about sex if that's something you would like to discuss. So we'll talk about anything. Apparently, Michelle would. Yeah, we'll talk about anything that you want at eight five five four fifty free. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com. Uh, enjoying all the features there for free on the site, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their site. So head over to freetalklive.com and you can uh, take control there. Submit different items you find online, stuff that you think is interesting, that you think our listeners will enjoy, and then others will vote on it. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so we're going to go right into your phone calls and your thoughts. We've got Ty listening in Tennessee. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, good evening. Hey, I, I wanted to talk about two terms that I hear used often uh, on Free Talk Live. And I, I think, Ian, you define or you say that a citizen doesn't really exist. Correct me if I'm wrong here on what you say, that, that a citizen does not really exist because Black's Law Dictionary makes it sound like citizenship is a contract between a person and the government in that, which the government does not fulfill its part of the contract. Sounds right. It's partially correct, but not fully correct. If you actually look at any dictionary that I've ever seen, the definition of citizen is the same. So it's not necessarily a law dictionary thing. If you go to dictionary.com, you'll find the definition of citizen is I mean I'm paraphrasing I don't have it in front of me right now but it's uh, it's essentially that you are uh, you owe the government people an allegiance a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection on their part and so that's so it's in any dictionary I've ever seen. Okay, here's here's I think that you're actually getting conflating two terms because Black's Law Dictionary does define allegiance as a citizen or subject's obligation of fidelity and obedience to the government or sovereign in return for the benefits of the protection of the state. Right. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's, okay, that's, that's the definition. That's the definition of allegiance. Now, the definition of citizen, according to Black's Law Dictionary, is a person who, either by birth or naturalization, is a member of a political community owing allegiance to the community and being entitled to enjoy all its civil rights and protections. So you're reading from a, a law dictionary, which, of course, uh, as you know— And it's, uh, this, you know, the definition that you got was probably from an older version because the new one isn't available online. Yeah, usually Blacks—what what edition of Blacks Law is that? This is the ninth. Ninth? What year is that? Do you know? I don't know. I, so I did you purchase that? online from— What's that? You purchased it. It says it's the ninth. I I got this actually online. I posted the link to the Free Talk Live. so you're page. saying the the relevant difference to you is the uh, that in that definition it references that you're a member of a body politic. Is that what it said? No. The the main difference I see is the way you make it sound is that the obligation is on the part on both parts that it's an obligation of protection. Because of the allegiance. Mm-hmm. Okay, could I but ask you something actually, there then? How, how? Whoa, whoa, hold on. What were you going to say there? What, what I'm trying to say is 
the way the dictionary defines it, the obligation is on the part of the citizen. Now, now, now to make something clear here, I want to say that there is a problem with the word citizen for people who love liberty and natural rights, and that's because it, it makes it a requirement for subservience. So, you know, that doesn't fit in with people like most of the people that listen to Free Talk Live who love individual liberty and natural rights. Well, that was my question. I was going to ask the way what what you're defining, the way you're presenting it. It sounds like you're actually defining a slave, not so if you're going to use slave and citizen interchangeably. Well, okay. But then, you know, that kind of breaks down, and that's like saying, oh, people that don't pay attention are sheeple or whatever. I don't know. I like to use definitions of words that we can agree upon so that there can be dialogue that's fruitful and that it moves along. So I guess, what is your point exactly in in clarifying citizenry or allegiance or what have you? Well, that, that kind of, the, the my bigger point also comes along with Ian often saying that government doesn't really exist because it's just an idea. Well, actually, governments and citizens do exist, Prove and they exist, they exist through the concept of agency. The, the greatest proof that government actually exists is through the existence of the police force. The police force is an agency which serves and protects the state while fostering the myth that they serve and protect but the state's a myth. Citizens. I mean, the, the state is a myth. It's just an idea. The police are just an idea. They're just men with guns and badges. I mean, there there is no I, such I thing. Agree. I agree that they are ideas, but they are real in that they have consequences. I didn't say those people weren't real. Hold on, let's just clarify. I never said the people calling themselves the police or the government aren't real. They're very real, and they have very real cages and guns and batons and uh, you know various different tools uh, that they will use to oppress you. Those people are real and they exist because they believe in the idea and because other people believe right. in the idea other of the state. Other people believing in the idea of the state. Of the government. Right. Because if and they didn't believe in the idea of state or government, then they would see those men with the badges and the guns as exactly what they are, and that is an occupying criminal gang. Right, and I agree with that completely. I just wanted to be more clear on this idea, uh, or on the on more accurate, I guess, in the terminology, because government is real. It's just it just doesn't need to be real, and it's real because there are agents that act on its behalf. It doesn't exist. Well, it, it's as, as real a, as a the elves. I'm sorry. Energy. I have to disagree. I mean, it's as real as the elves at the Santa display at the mall. I mean, there are men with costumes calling themselves something. Well, if I, I, if I dress it's up as, as an elf and Michelle dresses it's up as, as Santa. As the, it's the, as real as the baton in the cop's hands. That's what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, but you can't say that government exists. <laughs> if you say that government exists, then I say Santa Claus exists because we've got a guy who wears a you know beard that comes to the mall once a year, and he's got some elves that come with him, and so therefore Santa Claus exists. Now where are we? Yeah, Santa Claus does exist in that respect, doesn't he? And it's ridiculous. It's just a fantasy, and it's people believing in a silly now, and, mythical, in this case, dangerous idea. There are mythical parts of Santa Claus that are not real. He doesn't fly around the world and give toys to good boys and girls overnight. You know what I'm saying? Okay, There's so can we, can right? we just like the myth the that the government. government takes care of you get somewhere with this? Exactly. You're not now, if you're right. not a citizen. I, I, I don't. It doesn't sound like you call yourself a citizen and that you claim to not be a slave. How is it that you express your liberty and and? Wait, hold on. Wait, I didn't say that either. Now I have to. I have to admit to being a subservient citizen, mainly because I have to. 
shamefully admit that the state's goons intimidate me. Mm. I don't like it. I don't want it, but it's real. When you are you going to stop? When are you going to stop being intimidated? Well, I don't know. I'm probably the rest of my life. That's a shame. I hope that uh, other people will think about that tonight because I think it ties into what we were going to talk about with this Obamacare thing. Yep. And uh, Ty, thanks for the call and the, the, the clarification. I think we're all intimidated to some extent, but I think that we I all certainly am. need to stop because there's more of us than there are of them. You have to remember that. These uh, nine Supreme Court uh, justices, as they're called. It's really only one. What? There was only one. It was a 5-4. It was 5-4, Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. And one guy so broke the ranks. These people uh, you know, who call themselves the Supreme Court, calling themselves the federal government, have reminded you again today that they own you. And they're going to tell you what you can do and what you can't do and how much you have to give them in order to stay out of a cage. They're going to tell you, they're going to remind you, and that's what they're doing here. Hello, America. We're in charge. And yep. we know that you're intimidated by us. Because we've got guns and cages and men who believe in this crazy idea called, uh, you know, the state. And we're going to uh, intimidate you into complying with this one. Because a lot of people are, are upset, right? There's a lot of politicians that are, oh, we're going to turn this over. And, of course, all the talk show hosts are, this is not right. This isn't freedom. And uh, people are, are very upset. But it's all going to simmer down, isn't it? You know, a few months down the road, it's going to simmer down. And folks are just going to fill out their IRS forms next April just like they always do. And they're going to dutifully check off whatever boxes they're told to check off because everybody's intimidated. 855-450-FREE. Even though there's more of us than there are of them. No one wants to be first. Well, Michelle, you and I, we've already gone. But uh, (laughs) generally, few people want to be first or want to feel as though they're going first. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane Company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free here at 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. There's obviously the uh, elephant in the room of the Supreme Court decision today. We can talk more about that. Plus, the SWAT team raids a house. I think it's a donkey. Whatever. (laughs) Maybe both. Uh, The SWAT team raids a house. A SWAT team raids perhaps a house in your neighborhood over an open Wi-Fi network. Yeah, it's not just drug raids anymore. We'll uh, give you details on that as well. 855-450-FREE+. Alternative currency is going to become more and more important over time as the U.S. dollar continues to fail. You want to have something else to which you can turn and also something uh, that you can store value with. And silver and gold can help you with that. You can go to silver.freetalklive.com and order hand-picked gold and silver pieces like 20 francs, Lakota Nation silver round, Montana silver reserves, and more. Go to silver.freetalklive.com. Don't have internet access? Call them. Call Midas Resources. They're they're able to hook you up with some great deals on silver and gold. 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938. Or silver.freetalklive.com. 
Com. As we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about what you want. We've got Alan listening in Massachusetts, I believe. Alan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello, Alan. Yes, right back to you. How are you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Alan? What's on my mind right now, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm in the process of fighting a ton of egg while and so forth about keeping my goats on my farmland. Well, you know, my, my yard is in the back. It's... It's farmland in the back. The front is residential. Right? Here's a ton of ag while I'm saying, hey, I can't take my goats across my front of my yard and all that stuff. I had to put You're my saying goats- the town of Aguam? Right. The town of Aguam. Aguam. Okay. Got it. What it, state's Aguam, It's man. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, so you're saying they, you cannot have goats anywhere on your property or where? I can't have goats on my farmland in the back. They're telling me, you know, but, you know, which is absolutely ridiculous. I can't walk them across the... How many acres house, are we my, talking about here, by the way? What? How many acres are we talking about? We're talking an acre. Okay, one acre. There's and no requirement on goats, how many? How much land you need. How, how many goats? I'll be honest with you, I got about six. Six goats, one acre. All right. right. Seems accurate. One acre, that's plenty enough room are, for a goat. To I don't know around. much about goats. Are they noisy? No, nope. they're not. They're they not. They're, six goats, though, for an acre is a lot. You think? Yeah, they could gobble that up in a jiffy. Well, if you feed them. I mean, they're oh, they're not you crammed in the crates, right? Food and all that stuff, but that does not mean it's a lot of you know, it's a it's a good sized piece of land, an acre of land, you know. But you know, see the town of Eggman won't let me talk walk my goats over to the residential park to get to my farmland. Well, my wife needs the goat's milk for her colitis, and that's the only thing that helps her out on her colitis. So, so she I needs the, the milk goats. from the goats for a medical problem. The town. How long have you had the goats? Be honest with you, I had them about all. Oh, Little or three years. So they've been harassing you the whole time, or how recently did they start coming after you? They've been coming at, after me the whole time. In fact, I'm in housing court in Boston and so forth. In fact, if you want, you can go online dot com Al Griffin, and you can look it up online. Al Griffin on from Aguam, Massachusetts. Now, tell me more though about this. So, what are they threatening you with? Are they trying to take your house from you? Are they trying to fine you? I mean, what are they? What's the uh, the gun in the room, so to speak? They're trying to find us. You know, my wife is handicapped. I'm handicapped. You know, all that stuff. This is not right. You know. This so, is when's the first city. time? Just I'm trying to get a base understanding of what's going on here. When's the first time you received the fine? You said they've been going after you for three years. So, did they send you a fine pretty much right out the gate and have been trying to collect? Or when did when was the first uh, official fine issued to you? They sent the town, town uh, building inspector down to see me. Okay, so he so threatened you and said you got to move the property. goats. Told me I can't have goats on my property. He said it was all residential, mm. which we, we checked the bylaws and all this stuff. It's half residential and it's half farmland. Was his claim, by the way, that uh, your neighbors had complained about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Typical. Right, so, typical neighbor. You know what? Well, typical was, government. Uh, I don't always believe that it's the neighbors who complained. In many cases, the neighbor, at least in my case, uh, the neighbor that complained once upon a time about my tenants having a couch out in their lawn was a government worker who lived way down the street, like nowhere even in visible range of my house. Uh, so it's not necessarily your next door neighbor that's uh, that's doing this to you. Usually, it's one of the government people themselves. Right. Also, we filed under the MCAD. American Disability Act. Well, you know, they turned turn around and took us to court. The, the lawyer from the town of Agron said that we weren't handicapped and all that stuff. Well, I got all the papers. I proved that we were handicapped. They lied in court and so forth. I'm surprised I mean, they haven't come to steal your goats yet. I'm uh, I'm shocked that they haven't uh, made that sort of a move. So they, uh, they issued the... They did uh, make that sort of move, 
But I moved my goats out of there because I got a tip off from a friend of mine that's a <laughs> cop in Aguam. Nice. So he told me, get the goats out of there quick. They're coming over to get my goats. Amazing. That's pretty so outstanding. They came up with a horse trail with a bunch of dead animals in it, and they were going to put my goats down. Oh, that's scary. What do you think about talking to your neighbors and maybe offering them, um, you know, goat's milk or goat cheese or whatever um, as, a, as an option? Um, for what good's that going to do if it's not to, his neighbors? Right. No, no. For them to sign something to present, since he's already gone to the state mm. and everything, to say, hey, I am disabled, I do this. Then, I, you know, so he doesn't mind going to the state to ask them permission or to convince them that he, you know, has a legitimate right according to the law to do what he's doing. So why not get public opinion on your side and do some kind of trade, offer some kind of trade so that there's, you're giving something in kind and take, um, take that... Uh, uh, those letters and the um, petition to your newspaper, local maybe? town. Yeah, exactly. And shame and humiliate the town board into like you know changing their mind and everything. It's absurd. Well, I, I I tried everything with this town. I tried to negotiate with them. I tried to work with them and so forth. Well, they're coming up with all kinds of rules, different things. They're saying that, you know, I can have one goat one day. One day they tell me I can have two goats. Next mm. day, they told me I could have five goats. Then all of a sudden it comes back, well, you can't have no goats. It's ridiculous. You know, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, Number one, they said I, I have to clean up the goat manure and haul it out of town every day, which is absolutely Every ridiculous. day? Every day. You know, So you start hauling the stuff it's a lot out of hauling. So did you ever cross somebody at, at uh, town hall? You got any enemies in there, or do you think they're just uh, randomly picking on you? Oh, it's randomly picking on me because I don't get along with the town here and they don't get along with me and so yeah. forth. Move yeah, to New so Hampshire. I can, I can relate, man. I mean, <laughs> if you love liberty, I agree with Michelle. That's your best option is to get together with other people that actually care about freedom and are going to come to uh, to your defense. Uh, had but a situation with horses other... with a free stater a couple of years, a few years ago. Yeah, but if you uh, you know you actually have to you know be willing to stand up for the freedoms of other people as well. Uh, that's another important factor. So what I'd recommend is you visit freestateproject.org and uh, good luck, Alan. Let us know whatever uh, what ends up happening down there. And I thank you for the and call. And if anybody wants to call me, hey, I, I, I'm welcome to give out my number if, if it's okay with you. I guys. don't know if you probably want to do that on national radio, but what you could do is go to our Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com or drop by our bulletin board system at BBS. Dot freetalklive.com well, connect with our, if I give out my number I, I you know it's probably not a good idea but I uh, appreciate no, it man. nobody's sitting around call. with a pencil anyway I mean yeah, yeah. so 855 450 free that's the SACL CAI toll free line you know we don't always have uh, you never know who's listening right so post something on our message board at bbs.freetalklive.com or drop by our Facebook profile and you might be able to find other people in the area that way one eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Or they can grab the podcast and get your name again, and then look it up and find you that way. Or I need to think something bad happened. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up any. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit don'ttreadonmeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. (laughs) 
is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. They include our Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com if you are a lady listener and would like to become a part of that. The details are there. And if you're not a lady listener, you can just go and see the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's here in New Hampshire with other people that actually care about freedom. You know, I've got some great headlines today. I don't know if we're going to be able to get into the details because there's a lot in the news. But just to share the headlines with you, uh, there are some recent bills that have been signed into law here in New Hampshire. One of them is for school choice, apparently. The other is Uh, a gubernatorial veto override. The other one is actually one that was signed by the governor, which is the uh, jury nullification law. Which will make it, uh, which will become effective January first, and it concerns the right of a jury to judge the application of the law in relationship to the facts in controversy, which is a legalistic way of saying that the jury gets to use their conscience in New Hampshire. I'm and happy to be about told that. About it and gets to be informed. I'm happy about, about it. that. That's awesome. Yeah, and so, this has been pointed. Did you hear to, that, Julian Heichlin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this has been pointed to by many people who are uh, liberty activists as one of the ways to uh, pop the rivets on you know, this this overreaching monolithic uh, state uh, agency whatever you know on whatever level and I, you know i don't know whether that's the case or not but i can't say that it's a bad thing right i'm skeptical as to how it will be implemented and how the courts will handle communicating this idea because it's already sounds kind of legalish and so it may end up just being confusing to juries and they may have no idea what the judge is talking about when he reads that portion yep. of the jury instructions but, i think most of their instructions come from law and order anyway but <laughs> dun, dun. generally generally uh, it it should make it so that a defense attorney who in most states would be intimidated to talk about jury nullification during a jury trial mm-hmm. uh, in New Hampshire, the the attorney w- should be able to present that information without being rebuked by the judge because it's part of the judge's instructions. So therefore, it should be able to be talked about in many places, in many courtrooms. If you mention jury nullification, it's a mistrial. Well, they're going to throw you. Uh, they're going to maybe throw you in for contempt. I mean, you cannot talk about this in a lot of places. Julian Heichlin was arrested for right. handing out flyers uh, in arrested Florida. Arrested several times and is now um, a political refugee or whatever right. in, in exile. In, yeah, in Israel. I was told though by two different judges here in New Hampshire that I wasn't allowed to mention the Constitution. And Judge Runyon actually said that if I did it again, he'd be hold me in contempt. So that's how they hold the Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> in contempt. Yeah. So I think that's great news. A couple big headlines out of New Hampshire and, you know, the people that are active in the state house they get credit. I mean, this is uh, this is a good step in the right yep. direction. The and school choice one is huge. I mean, yeah, it, I'm not familiar with this one. Uh, the, okay, so I'm not going to cl- claim to be an expert on it, but as I understand, businesses can now decide to t- take their property taxes and put them into a fund uh, for other kinds of education. So they can go to p- private schools or charter schools or even really? homeschoolers. Yeah. Only home businesses. Sco- home Yes, I, as I understand it. Homeschoolers can now take money from the fund in order to cover the property taxes they had to pay um, into the system for other people's kids. If you kids. Reg- and if you ask permission from the state to homeschool your kids, but for people like me that says, 
that say, you know, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, I'm not going to ask your permission to right, do what's a right. Then that I don't get any money back if I've paid into it. But, but there's a business being run from my house. So does that mean that I get to participate in this little school choice? Too? I don't know. Yeah, at, at this point, this. the you know, you have to see how the programs get set up. I mean, yeah. we're way, still way too early. I'm I'm curious about it. It sounds like it's a, a positive uh, bit of news for uh, New Hampshire. And again, there are 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire over at freestateproject.org, and they're very persuasive. And that's probably 102 and 103. So I mean, now there are even more. And as more people move here who love freedom and who are going to get active in whatever way they think is best, whether it's something like Michelle might do, like driving without a you know government permit uh, permission <laughs> slip, or my, uh, myself doing uh, me. Media or my my own civil disobedience, or perhaps getting active in the state house. I'm running for uh, for state rep this I year. I heard about that. So um, <laughs> yeah, so there's all kinds of options, and there are even more options that will present themselves as more people show up. We were having a meeting today uh, before the show about like an across the Shire kind of meeting. There were people in the seacoast, oh, wow. people in uh, from Grafton, and others all around the Shire that were meeting to talk about a new uh, newspaper that has been talked about forever and hopefully we'll actually get off the ground at uh, at some point just have to have enough people uh to make it happen the people that are the doers that are willing to uh to get the ball rolling and and start and not an actual physical newspaper yeah an actual physical physical one wow yeah doing old media it seems crazy right Mm -hmm. but uh daily daily papers are a failure but and then more of them are failing every single uh you know every month basically but uh, the weekly or less frequent papers can do better because they, I don't know, I'm not sure why they do better. Maybe there's not as much in the way of distribution and print costs mm-hmm. uh, for a less often issued sort of paper. But, Mark, that's definitely been our observation over the years is that uh, the, the weeklies are doing all right. Weeklies right? are working um, and dailies aren't, but uh, weeklies generally we, have the model. Can we go back for, for just free. a second to you running for office? Because yeah. the, the, the thing that's so funny is like Seth Cohn, for example, he's he's given up. He's finally he he's come to his out. senses. No, he's come to his senses. He's not just burned out. He's just wisened up. No, he's, he's like- <laughs> going to run for office again in a few more months. What? Yeah, I was actually at the Libertarian. Uh, you're talking about Seth Cohn. He's a uh, elected representative. Rep, he's yeah. a free state project participant. So he's one of the free state project members who's actually been elected to state house here in uh, New Hampshire. He's been in two years, and he is so frustrated with the corruption that he is calling it quits, and he's not running for state rep again. He's going to instead run for, I think, uh, I don't know if I should say what it is, but uh, I'm not sure if it's not public or whatever. He's going to run for some other like state office uh, that I think it's like the dev- supervisor of elections or whatever the equivalent is here in New Hampshire. So he's still got his uh, you know political eyes out there, but yeah, he's definitely frustrated and he's really burned out on the system. I thought I'd converted him to anarchism. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to talk to him. Well, good luck, Michelle. It looks to me like the inside the system approach is actually uh, you know making a difference. It's it's a slow one. It's really frustrating. It's really annoying and difficult. But with enough people, with enough people, you can make any approach work. Really, it's all about numbers. <laughs> so how about if everyone so stands scared. up and they be their own hero and they stop kowtowing I'm to the you, government Michelle. and you know be ballsy? That's what I've been Live doing. Live passion and say I am a free human being and by definition 
I'm free by being I'm with you. by the definition of being a human being. I've so. done that, and uh, ah. you know, people have, have you done ceased that. to be free. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it does lead you into a cage and then with more restrictions on your life after that point. And so it makes it more difficult to, uh, to act But this idea, though, of asking permission and saying, can I please just you. have a longer chain? How do we persuade them, can I Michelle? please have a longer chain? How do, how do we persuade them besides setting an example? Because that's what I've been trying to do the last uh, six years of my life is to set an example for people of, hey – Let's just all stand up and refuse to obey these thugs. Let's stop, you know, jumping through their hoops. Let's stop paying their taxes. And it's very hard to get people to go along with that because they're also scared. And that's what we were talking about earlier tonight. All kinds of people are going to be upset about Life this. Life is scary. Right. Well, man up. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, but uh, it's or tough. Or act like a real stud and act like a woman, like a chick, like me. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. This is the biggest challenge, I think, is to ch- is to get people to step up and actually do something that involves some risk to achieve liberty. Because if you're not willing to take risk, how can you expect other people to? You think you you right. think somebody else is just going to you know Absolutely. take all the shoulder all the weight and set you free? You've got to be willing to do something, and I mean something more than just go and check a box on a form somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm pretty careful about sh- um, when I say should to people. You know, mm-hmm. when I tell them that they ought to do something that's already something that I've done and have been doing. Right. You know, so that it's not just me pointing a finger at them saying, you know. You'd be, you'd be better if you well, were acting like this. It's it's not just that you do it, but that you have success at it, and that mm-hmm. what is what I want to see. I mean, you know, if if people if if people are and I understand you need a certain amount of people to be successful, but you know, I've got a family and a young child, and I'm just not re- ready to run off and uh, uh, populate jail cells. Um, it's just it's not my thing. No, but I'm I'm thinking. Just voluntary interaction with people. I guess we're going to... He does plenty of voluntary yeah. interaction with people, but it's the it's the standing up against the state part that people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, more, plenty of people are fine with doing things behind the scenes and quietly. It's right. just standing up and yes. actually speaking out for liberty and taking what consequences come from that. Most people aren't willing to do it. I wish they were. It'd be really different. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that are there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You can... uh, Pretty much get whatever it is you're looking for. It's Amazon. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find links to the U.S. Amazon, the U.S. Amazon, the U.K. Amazon, and Canada as well. You click into the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. So you get what you want delivered to your door. Great prices, free super saver shipping. The usual Amazon experience is just you're entering through our portal at shop.freetalklive.com. Seth is with us listening in New Hampshire. Is this Seth Cohn? 
It is. Hey, How are Seth, you? Seth Cohn, who, uh, who we were just talking about a moment ago. <laughs> you uh, invoked me. You mentioned my name, and I appear. Seth, did are you are you convinced that that anarchism is pre- uh, preferable to minarchism? Um, I am somewhere in the middle. I'm definitely a voluntarist, and I have been for quite a long time. Me and too. Really Anarchists are that- European people that throw Molotov cocktails. Uh, yeah, I, I really see that money has corrupted the process, that even if the process could work, that what we have now is so corrupted that it's not functioning. So it's imploding. So, okay, so the the sooner it implodes, then the sooner we can rebuild something else is what a lot of people say. So I guess I that actually this 5-4 Supreme Court decision then... Supreme Court decision today. We just said that the <laughs> federal government can now tax anybody for anything they want. Yep. (laughs) You want to talk about putting us on the wrong path? They just did it again. You must buy broccoli and you must eat it. Otherwise, we have a fine that we're now going to call a tax and anything we call a tax is now constitutional. Well, or, you know, you don't buy enough new cars and our auto industry needs people to buy new cars. So if you don't buy a new car every three years, we're going to do an old car tax and you'll just keep paying if you don't have a new car. They could do it. So what do you think, uh, Seth Cohn, I mean, what do you think is, as, as far as the possibility to change the system, I mean, you're, you're still, you're talking about quitting as far as the state rep is going, uh, as far as being a state rep is considered, and you're talking about becoming some other political office. What, well, what was that other? possibly, I mean, you, you brought that up, and I've, I've toyed with that. I've toyed with uh, starting a uh, Stephen Colbert-like uh, TV show, because I think the only thing we can do at this point is laugh at everybody, mm. um, and nobody's really doing in-depth news with a with a sense of humor. Um, right. I, you know, I've thought about that. I've talked. I thought about. You know, I had a whole bunch of people on both sides today. I said, Seth, the house really needs you. We all respect you. You should come back and not give up. Um, <laughs> but but at this point, I didn't file. Yeah. And uh, I actually had somebody say to me, Hey, you know, there's some open seats. You can get a write in. I mean, they really want me to come back. But I'm burnt out. That's really what it comes down to. I have. I mean, I've, I've been in court and talked about how corrupt the system is. I'm, I'm convinced that the occupiers in the Tea Party uh, need to work together and, and basically say enough's enough. We need some major reforms, and I don't think that's going to happen from within the system. Interesting. I would think that, I think there need to be some major reforms, but how know. does it happen? I mean, without getting the people within the system to just stopping, you know, to stop enforcing bad laws, some by some magical uh, miracle, how would it happen without changing the system? Wait, okay. Well, if you went to a restaurant, Seth, you know, we've been trying to get together for lunch forever. And if we were to meet in Concord and, you know, go to the little Thai place and we both got food poisoning and we saw the employees be really rude to the customers and we saw them holding a gun to someone's head saying, you have to pay a tip, you know, and this this just heinous and absurd behavior that was harmful in so many different ways. We would be boycotting the restaurant. We would never go there again. We would never give them service. We would be telling everyone we knew how bad they were. We would be doing whatever we could to shut that down. And so now you're we- assuming that every other restaurant in town doesn't do that same thing. However, the United States government really isn't uh, alone in the way that it operates. I mean, it's it's. I'm only at that restaurant at that time. I'm not. You know, I'm not at every restaurant. You know, so I'm sure. talking about that particular one. And um, so for people to be complaining, I've, you know, it's all over my Facebook page. Oh, 5-4 decision, blah, blah, blah. Liberty's gone now. No, it was gone. If, mm-hmm. if what you're doing is thinking that you derive your liberty from the state, you never had any. 
So I I'm kind of... I agree, I'm, Michelle. You, you, you nailed it. That's exactly how we have to think about it. We have to have people stand up and say, I've taken all I can stand and I can stand no more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about that since the 70s. I mean, Network was a great movie yeah. where... <laughs> they said they said open up your window and and scream and you know nobody did. I mean we really have not had a revolution. I was in court last week and we had an expert, a professor, uh, and he was a liberal professor. I mean this is a guy who knows labor laws and he was he was testifying on behalf of the occupiers and he was talking about the process that has happened in this country with reform and all the reform tends to come from the outside. It doesn't come from within. It's when the people get upset and they make change happen. And he also, <laughs> it was really great. He, he didn't actually quote Thomas Jefferson, but he paraphrased it. His, the way he put it, it was reported in the papers was that revolution is, you know, needed to keep government honest. And I think we all know what that Jefferson sure. quote was. It's the tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots. That's the old saying. That's such a violent sounding quote, though. Well, it was and, it was two hundred and something years ago. I mean, at that time frame, uh, violent revolutions were far more effective, uh, and I think they made it might have been more what? effective than nonviolent civil were there any, s- civil resistance. Were there any nonviolent? There, there are some historical examples, certainly, of nonviolent civil resistance, but um, they're, you know, they're, as far as most of them are terrifying stories of what can happen when governments are unleashed on unarmed people. Well, and I believe in nonviolent. I believe that that's the next step. And the problem is, is if you stop people from having nonviolent ability to react to to protest, to boycott, to do all of these things, then what happens is you stifle that political expression, and the only way it can come out is violence. And I don't think anybody Agreed. wants that. And that was the reason I was defending the occupiers and testifying on their behalf, because I really do believe that what's happening in this country is political dissent is being stifled. For sure. And, and and that's the problem. It's the left and the right against the rest of us at this point. Absolutely. I mean, we've had it happen out here. I've been banned from all the state liquor stores. I've been banned from the, uh, the county courthouse. <laughs> I've been banned from all the school properties because I'm a dissenter and I go out and I do things and they are literally crushing me and many of my friends like Derek J and, and Pete Ayer and these other folks that have been banned from these locations uh, all for singing songs and holding video cameras and you asking questions. You can have questions. free speech in your house, didn't they, didn't but they not you in, really. You couldn't leave your house at one point, Ian? They did. That was while I was on a, on bail conditions when I was uh, arrested for, for multiple things. I mean, it's just absolutely outrageous. I got an email the other night from a former cop, actually, from the Cheshire County area. He was a Winchester cop, apparently. And uh, he's got all kinds of allegations about corruption within the police departments and the sheriff's department. And uh, so, you know, even the people within the, uh, within the system are well aware, many of them, how bad uh, things really are. But, you know, again, it comes back around to the question, okay, great, so let's change the let's change things from outside the system. Michelle and I haven't been paying uh, federal income tax for quite a long time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite ready to quit paying property tax, but if enough people were willing to quit paying, then that would be an easy decision for me. I mean... It requires, though, Ian, making sacrifices and compromise. Like, I really, really want to move to the coast. I can't stand the bugs where I live. I, I mean, I'm covered mosquitoes because I live near the, the the lake water and everything. I'm too far into town to be here every day. There are complaints that I have about where I live and I could be much happier in a different place. However, where I live, I pay in rent less than what my landlord owes to the bank. So in my mind, 
I'm not contributing to any property tax by living in that house because you they can think are, about it however you want. But I mean, somebody's paying that property tax. Someone is, but I'm not though. And so the, the thing is, is, like if if you make constant choices in in the smallest things in your life and the biggest things in your life, whatever that are that are um, declaring yourself to self ownership then that is going to be, I think, contagious. And it's also going to empower you. And it's going to inspire you. I hope it starts to you. catch. I mean, you and I, Michelle, we've both been put in jail cells for the activism that we've done. And, well, and uh, Ian, I spent two years working really hard at the State House and sacrificing my career and my life to go and, and be there. And right. I had some victories and I had some losses. And you know what? In some ways, I suffered as much as going to jail. For sure. Absolutely, you probably more. <laughs> you couldn't do everything that maybe you would have otherwise have done with those uh, with those two years. So I mean, we're all being, you know, we've all subjected ourselves to this system, and yet you know we've yet to see an influx of people who are willing to do the same thing. And I hope that, uh, that I don't think that's true. I think we are seeing more numbers. I mean, remember, I moved to to New Hampshire in late two thousand four. So I mean, I've been here fighting this battle for a long time. I will tell you. I constantly see new people coming. I no doubt. We've got new, new new people coming in, and some people in the local areas are also getting active. I mean, if I didn't, see, gro- if I didn't see growth, I'd I be leaving. Absolute progress. If, if I didn't see growth, I'd be leaving, but I just, you know, always want more, and I want it sooner, and, you know, this is something I want to achieve in my lifetime, so I hope people will start to stand up in greater numbers. And Seth, thanks for the call tonight. Hour number two is on the way. Bye-bye. This is Free Talk Live. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. Take control of these airwaves toll-free. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content, too. You find something you want to share with our listeners and us, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It then appears on the site to be voted upon. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site. So you can go and get interactive at freetalklive.com. It's totally free to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, Tom. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up uh, about what's going on with the Swiss banks right now. What's going on? They're running, they're running out of safe deposit boxes mm. for the simple reason that you know, they have to go and tell the bureaucrats in other countries. They're, they're cutting deals with the bureaucrats in other countries about uh, how much money you have in your bank account, but not what's inside the safe deposit boxes. And a lot of people are, uh, you know, instead of opening a safe de- uh, a bank account, they're renting a safe deposit box, and they're, they're locking gold or uh, bank notes in there and stuff like that. And uh, so 
they're they're running out of safe deposit boxes. And the other thing well, is, well, I imagine that the market will uh, respond by building more safe deposit boxes if that's uh, actually a problem. So I imagine the market can handle that. But uh, all that said, it's not really the best idea to put valuables in a bank safe deposit box. It'll certainly keep it out of the hands of other individuals, but it won't necessarily keep it out of the hands of, say, IRS agents or whatever the local European taxing agents uh, might be that will just want to come in and raid safe deposit boxes. Yeah, but they're in Switzerland. So if you're from one of the Eurozone countries, then the your bureaucrats that are oppressing you can't get into the box. Is that true? Are you they certain would have of to that? Go to war with Switzerland. Well, they would, they the, United, the, you know, the United States uh, scared the crap out of uh, yeah, Switzerland some, already some, caved some yeah. Swiss banks to the United States, but yeah. not to these other uh, European countries. And I think that that we know of. How do you now, know here's that? The other thing here's the other thing. A lot of the banksters in Switzerland are scared to go on vacation now anywhere outside their country. Uh, of course, they could go into Liechtenstein, but that's not much of a vacation. Really. They, they, they can't go. And ah, Liechtenstein in the summer. In, in uh, Geneva, who used to like to go down the street to buy his groceries, but that's in France. And now, now he can't do that. They, they can't leave Switzerland because they're liable to get picked up and extradited to the United States for vi- somehow violating U.S. laws in a bank lobby in switzerland when somebody comes in there and opens up a bank account and yada yada that they're they're worried about uh, the u.s government uh, having an international warrant out on them so uh yeah there there is that advantage as far as well the safe deposit box is in switzerland so the u.s uh, the IRS can't get it, but the Swiss well, government... Well, I don't know, man. I mean, as we were just saying, the Swiss banks have already caved to the U.S. federal government's demands in recent cases. Giving so, uh, information, that kind of thing. Right. That's because the the bankers wanted to resolve that stuff so they wouldn't be subject to being prosecuted you know they okay have well if they want to if they don't want to be prosecuted so, then they're going to let the IRS into their bank if so they they're make, scared that's the same reason I pay taxes which is, well, I'm, I'm talking about they they uh, would have to spend the rest of their lives in Switzerland. So they would rather just uh, cut a check and hand over the information so that, you know, maybe 20 years from now, if they want to go on a vacation or the plane stops in the United States. They I don't, don't care what their reasons it. are. I just don't ex- yeah. I, I don't believe you, Tom, that, 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 you know, my money or gold or whatever would be completely safe in a Swiss bank oh, no. safe deposit box. But there are there, uh, the uh, crisis, the the euro collapse, for example, the euro becomes worthless and the uh, bureaucrats start uh, raiding all the safe deposit boxes in Italy and France and uh, Spain, but not Switzerland. They can't get to the ones in Switzerland. So, so you say, but I don't know if I believe that. And thank you, Tom, for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. 855-450-FREE. Who's to say these banks are going to roll over for uh, the rest of the, uh, the European Union? Well, I kind of feel like, um, you know... <laughs> I think that it's more safe. Like, there's no such thing as safe. Safe is uh, is a it's it, more safe than having an abstract it in a bank term. Here. And I think that uh, you know, safe deposit box in Switzerland is probably more safe than a bank here. But it I may agree. very well be that uh, there are countries that have safe deposit banks in, in which the, there are safe deposit boxes that are more safe than Switzerland. And I, I like to, I like actually the or, uh, companies that aren't banks for say like Safe Store or Safe Wealth. Hmm. Uh, they're in, originally out of uh, Great Britain, but they um, operate out of Switzerland and um, Luxembourg. Are they safe deposit boxes? Basically, yes. So you can do safe store um, where you can actually hire them to do wealth preservation or wealth management and things like that. There are different options. One thing that you can do is safe store, which is you actually have your physical gold 
um, there and it is protected and and it's done that way. Mm. Um, and then there are other things that they offer, other services they offer, for example, like this, it's like a credit card and it's basically like a one shot deal so that if your bank accounts were closed here and you needed, you know, to get out of jail. <laughs> so, I mean, not literally, but I mean that you needed pay, to pay your way to out. Go. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a huge um, interest rate on it or whatever, but it's basically an, there isn't a, a limit on it. So you could go buy a plane and leave the country, hmm. <laughs> you know. All good and suggestions. Just don't. don't I just wonder the- if it's uh, safe. If, if it comes to gold, if it's just safer to find some place out in the woods to uh, bury your stuff. Where do you keep yours? I <laughs> wouldn't tell you. <laughs> right. I mean, there's there's risks involved in everything. In that case, you've got to have a very accurate map to make sure you know how to, or you know, or at least in your mind to remember exactly which tree by which you planted it, and hope you don't forget that for whatever reason. I someday. got a friend who's got all his gold stored in the woods someplace. When he gets hit by a truck riding down the the uh, road in his bicycle, I'm going to be out there with a metal detector. <laughs> oh yeah, interesting. Beep, beep. Beep. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just don't be under the delusion that just because you have a safe deposit box in Switzerland means that it's untouchable. Anything that's being operated by some corporation is likely to be uh, raided by whatever government claims jurisdiction over that corporation. Or as we've seen, even governments that don't claim jurisdiction over that corporation can get the corporation, in this case the Swiss banks, to roll over for them. So I wish it weren't the case. You know, I wish that we were seeing stories in the news about how the Swiss banks were standing up to the U.S. federal government, but it's I really hard. I mean, the, the fact is, the U.S. federal government has paid off or threatened just about every governmental or corporate entity yeah. out there of any size or uh, consequence. Uh, you know, I mean, these countries around the world that are cracking down on immigration into their country and visitors and tourist visas and all these things, a lot of times they're doing it because the United States State Department has told them they have to. So, an unsecured Wi-Fi network triggered a SWAT team raid on the wrong home in Evansville, Indiana recently, rawstory.com reports. It was last week after officers began investigating specific threats made in an online forum. As it turns out, nobody inside the home made those threats, which apparently came from someone who simply accessed their network. Hmm. But that didn't stop police from gearing up for the raid blocks away and inviting a local reporter and cameraman to tag along. Bad boys. What you gonna do when they come? Yeah, yeah, you know, the, and I'm sure that the cameraman and the reporter were having it all set up so these cops look like they're doing the right thing. Mm. In the video aired let's, later, let's see that one on cops. The false raid. Yeah. Well, no, they raided the right uh, location. That was where the uh, you know alleged threats came from. That IP address. But duh. If you've got an open network, then that means any fool can drive up in their minivan and access uh, whatever it is they want to on your internet connection. And then all of a sudden, the police think it's your fault because your name's on the internet connection. So therefore, you become responsible. At least in this case, they appear to have realized that it wasn't indeed the, uh, the occupants of the home. I don't know how long that took. In the video aired by Evansville's Eyewitness News, police can be seen throwing multiple flashbang grenades in the family <laughs> can you home. Imagine what this is like. I mean, you, this is just your house. You're just hanging out at home. 
<laughs> so these, these yucker dudes playing soldier. I mean, they're not really playing soldier because soldiers catch bullets, hard, hard bullets in their soft, soft bodies. Right. These cops, all rarely do they ever have to face actual gunfire because they, they've got the surprise. They're just dressed up like Darth Vader, uh, kicking in your door, throwing in flash flashbang grenades. Can you imagine sitting in uh, at your house, uh, you know, hanging out, watching TV with a wife or whatever? 18-year-old. Bang! Step- no. Bang! What? That's what happened. I mean, a, their uh, their opposition was 18-year-old Stephanie Milan watching the Food Network and lounging <laughs> on the couch. Uh, we'll tell you more about what happened here. I mean, it's funny because it's absurd, but it's not funny at all because this could happen to you. This can be your house. It could be tonight. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, free. Enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. The archives are included. You can just go and download as many episodes as you would like. They go all the way back to late 2006, which is probably more than you could possibly listen to. Uh, It's all there, and it's all free over at freetalklive.com. Plus, you can find us on SoundCloud now as well. If you click over on the SoundCloud link on the left-hand side at freetalklive.com under the Listen and Share section, that'll take you right to our SoundCloud page, which makes it easier than ever to share episodes of Free Talk Live on your Facebook page or Twitter or blog or wherever it is that you uh, like to share things. You can do that over at freetalklive.com. Grab some archives. If you've ever had uh, connectivity problems because of sort of a weak Wi-Fi signal in your house or You've got to make sure you use your laptop in a particular area of your home or something like that. I have a solution for you. It's called the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3, and it's made by the C-Crane Company. If you know anything about the C-Crane Company, you know that they make some of the best electronics that are available out there. Um, you can go to ccrane.com and uh, check it out. At my house, we use it. Um, there's, uh, you know, We have a uh, situation where you know there's two living units uh, separated, and we share one Wi-Fi connection. And the... Um, this makes it easy. It used to be that you know it was very difficult if, uh, if my you know friend wanted to come and use the internet, he had to come sit by my window at the office, and <laughs> that's kind of inconvenient. So if you've got a big house or maybe two uh, living units or something like that, whatever reason that you've got uh, connectivity issues due to a weak Wi-Fi si- signal, the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna Three will change your life. This thing really works. It, uh, you can go to ccrane.com and pick one up. When you are checking out, mention Free Talk Live and you can get a free flashlight. It's a, it's a great little uh, LED flashlight. That's ccrane.com and just mention Free Talk Live. So we're telling you about a story out of Indiana, Evansville actually, where the police raided a home uh, in Evansville to go after somebody that was making threats online, allegedly. And they rolled a flashbang, multiple flashbang grenades, or threw them into the family's home. In another article 
at the, uh, let's see, the Courier Press, it is stated that the front door was wide open uh, at the time, so they just chucked some uh, flashbangs on in there, and 18-year-olds... Well, was it like a screen door or anything? I don't know. Maybe there was a screen door, but the door was open to the okay. uh, the front door of the house. But a screen door, I don't know. Maybe it was just wide open. That's what it says. It says it was wide open. So The door was open. With. That's all I know, Mark. I don't know if yeah. there was a screen door on it or not. But uh, e- either way, it's clearly not somebody holed up in their apartment trying to, you know... Yeah, it does Put make one wonder danger. if the door's wide open, why you would just toss in a couple of flashbags. Because you can. <laughs> right. And you're jacked up cops uh, high on adrenaline. Where 18 year old doors open, throw in some grenades. I mean, who, who, who that is uh, does their job and is responsible for their actions would ever come to that conclusion? Yeah, that's a great point. These people are not responsible for their actions, and in many cases, they never even apologize for getting the wrong home. In a lot of these cases, and of course, in most raids, we're talking about drug raids, where again, there's not even a victim involved here. So, how many raids actually happen every single year where they're really actually after somebody who's truly violent, who is actually who's a real danger to the, the place community. appears to be peaceful and the doors open throwing grenades 18 year old stephanie milan was reportedly watching the food network at the time lounging on the couch what and, was she wearing oh okay mark there was a screen door they did smash the screen door before charging in uh so maybe they broke a few windows when they threw those um flashbangs in Who knows? i can't imagine this, this poor girl was petrified neither milan nor her immediate family members had criminal records police said their records indicated at least one member of their extended family did they've all <laughs> since been cleared without charges you know with the percentage of people that have been convicted of felonies in the united states i mean uh, who doesn't have some kind of relative out there uh, in their uh-huh. extended family with a criminal record with a criminal record i mean, I, I i bet you the number i bet you the list is real low they have all since been cleared without charges, and not a single one was ultimately arrested at the scene, which I have to say is a surprise. I mean, you'd think if the cops are going to go in with flashbangs and guns pointed and you know kicking in doors, that you'd think they'd make an arrest, and then later on maybe have to drop the charges. But in this case, for whatever reason, they were convinced that it wasn't any members of this particular family unit that had sent the threats. Now, here's an interesting little bit of information. Who do you think was threatened? Uh, city official. <laughs> Close enough. The police. Oh, I see. So here's what I want to know. According to the uh, topics.com on an Evansville forum, the threats included personal information about police officers' families and the poster claimed to possess explosives. So how many threats that are issued on the internet? And I imagine there's a few, right? Like our, our very own Brad Jardis, who comes on every other Thursday night here to this right. program, has said that he's been had his life threatened recently. So how many of these uh, threats that are issued on the Internet are actually investigated in such a hmm, thorough fashion? Yeah, in such a so violent thorough that fashion. They, they toss in grenades to a, uh, uh, through a screen door? Exactly. How I many mean, that's a pretty thorough investigation, right? I mean, how many threats? I mean, how many times have uh, you know, teenagers threatened one another on Facebook, for instance? I threatened to club my kid over the head and bury him in the backyard if he didn't zip his mouth. You did that on the Internet? No, I, oh, I mean, okay. but, but I'm saying, but I have, I've done that. However, I, I, I don't think that he actually thought I was going to do that. So I think otherwise he th- could have gone to the police. But what if right. he had? Right? What, and, but what, one of the things is though is is the criterion is is your can your threat can you carry out your threat? Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, apparently the criterion is is did you threaten a police officer? Right. <laughs> right. I just find it hard to believe they would treat any. Anybody else in this manner, if you tonight went to the police department and said, someone is threatening me, here's their IP address information, what do you think would be done? 
they'd probably take a whole lot more time with the case. Oh, well, we'll have to investigate this. Uh, check back with us here in uh, well, well, just a take few us weeks. to their house. We'll shoot through a few grenades through their yeah. front door. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe this. Yeah. The screen door. I mean, <laughs> they yeah. just they thought it was a good idea. Somebody thought it was a good idea to toss mm-hmm. in a couple of flashbangs through an open door. And of course, the mayor said that uh, he spoke with the police chief about it and was satisfied the police were justified in forcibly entering the home. Of course. The mayor said, what government official has not ever been satisfied with another government official's word? I guess it does happen. But, you know, the, over one of the mundanes, the citizens, the serfs, of course the king's men are always believed and trusted more so. This is a bit of a shocker. Apparently the storm, uh, apparently the, the, fam- the damage that had been done to the home is actually being repaired repaired by the city. And that's pretty rare. Usually when the cops come in and uh, kick in a door, it's usually, oh, well, we got the wrong house. See you later. I don't want the city to repair it. I want the cop who shot the grenades mm, to repair good it. Point. I want him to come out with his tool belt and to fix my door. Workers were at the home on Friday repairing this. This, by the way, this section from CourierPress.com. Uh, were at the home on Friday repairing the storm door and broken window. Carpet inside the house was stained with black residue from the flashbang grenade. And, I'm surprised some, it didn't set it on fire. Right. In some cases, these grenades will ignite uh, whatever it is there nearby, and so they're lucky the home didn't burn down in this instance. Very, very lucky. Yep, 855-450-FREE. By the way... Poor uh, young lady sitting there watching the Food Network in her little short shorts. She she may be uh, living there alone. Uh, It's not indicated here that there's a family. They're only talking about Stephanie Milan, the 18-year-old that was there. I thought Uh, this was family's home. They did seize... uh, It's not talking a whole lot about a family here. They've only really mentioned Ms. Milan. Anyway, they seized her uh, her laptops and cell phones. So she's, you know, now it's been over a week. Police still have no her laptop, no her stuff. <laughs> Can you just afford to go buy another laptop? So she's basically under investigation at this point. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, but the arrest, uh, an arrest has not been made in case. Free time. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and share your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. Do you think the police should be barging into people's homes because somebody utilized their internet access to send a threat? That's what happened in Evansville, Indiana. We can continue the story in a moment. 855-450-FREE if you'd like to share with us your thoughts on it. Of course, you can also join us over at freetalklive.com where there's all kinds of things you can do, like get signed up for the news updates, follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. And those are the, the three different ways that you can get the latest information about Free Talk Live into, you, uh, into your brain. Once again, that's news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for free. So the online gambling industry is uh, worth about $30 billion a year. It's a $30 billion a year industry. And 
for folks that know that uh, you know the online gambling in the United States has been outlawed, and um, you know pretty much all these online gambling places have to go through banking organizations and pay fees, even if you're talking about people in other countries and that kind of thing. If those organizations were to adopt bitcoins, bitcoins are very useful in the United States. You know, gambling in bitcoins since they're not considered a currency. It's not a problem, um, as I understand it. Is gambling it. actually illegal, or isn't it the processing of the gambling like, transactions that's I think, illegal? I think that's what it is. Yeah, they went after the banks, not the, uh, the actual the individuals. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you're talking about these situations, Bitcoins is very, very lucrative to the online gambling community. Once you could see a uh, you know adoption across the board adoption because it wouldn't take it just takes a you know a certain amount of them to do it then they're all going to do it right all of the websites the gambling sites yeah. yeah and once you see adoption there for it you know that 30 billion dollars a year well, if, who wouldn't want to do it i mean if you were running a, a uh, gambling website you're spending a bunch of money in credit card fees and bringing bitcoin in can help get rid of those fees if they were to, you know, if it was just if Bitcoin was just used for online gambling and online gambling was all all Bitcoins, the market cap for Bitcoin would then be each Bitcoin would be worth four thousand three hundred dollars. Wow, they're worth uh, six something today. Yeah, six, between six and seven dollars today. Yeah. So, like, Bitcoin has a lot of uh, expandability potential, potential, and I just wanted people to know, um, you know, I'm very excited about Bitcoins. I think that they potentially could, they're certainly going to change how commerce is done on the internet. I just paid somebody with Bitcoins today. Yep, I did yesterday, day before yesterday, Mm -hmm. day before yesterday, uh, bought uh, bought something from somebody. Anyway, you can find out more about Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. There's a short video there. I think it's it's less than two minutes, and you can find out about Bitcoins and go and you can go to bitcoin.org. That's bitcoin.org and download the free Bitcoin software. Be using it in just a few minutes. And if you want to get Bitcoins, you can go to bitinstant.com. And they will, uh, you know, be, they they will give you a code where you can go to more than seven hundred locations across the United States, Brazil and Russia, Seven uh, Elevens, uh, CVSs, Walmart's, mm. major banks, wherever That's you want to go, and you can trade cash for bitcoins, and you can do it anonymously. They're not going to ask you for any ID or anything like that. It's just give cash, get the bitcoins. So that's uh, bitinstant.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE. By the way, there was a great article that uh, Eric wrote, uh, Eric Voorhees, who is one of the guys behind BitInstant. And we had him on the show, I think it was Saturday night, uh, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival to talk about some of the exciting developments that are coming down the pipe uh, with uh, with Bitcoin or involving Bitcoin. And he wrote up a great piece about Bitcoin and Porkfest. And apparently on the uh, Bitcoin, there's like a Bitcoin talk forum where it's pretty much the central location for all things Bitcoin, all sorts of discussions of Bitcoin to be online. Uh, There's a lot of conversation going on in that thread about how essentially Porkfest is, this year at least, this year's Porkfest was the biggest Bitcoin event of ever. The world. Yeah. Yeah, In the whole world. Like as far as there's a lot of transactions going on. A lot of businesses that were selling and vending at Porkfest were accepting Bitcoins, and it makes sense. I mean, from a business perspective, it totally makes sense. Every single transaction is basically off the books. Uh, you know, it's not being done in government currency. You don't, you're not doing it through the government-approved corporations. It's, it's not being so, tracked. It's so easy to do transactions online with Bitcoins, too. Uh, once you're set up and ready to go, 
it's there's easy. a little learning curve, and yep. it's not very very much. I mean, you can is you send somebody you can send somebody money in as short as a couple of seconds. If you can learn how to write a check, you could probably figure out how to use Bitcoin. It's my understanding you don't have to have a. Uh, a bank account That's in correct. order to uh, exchange um, your bitcoins for another currency that you want to operate. So if you are, um, if you have these, you've been paid in something in bitcoins, mm-hmm. you can go into the bank account and you give a number. You don't even have to show ID, do you? What as far that? as changing bitcoins into cash, I personally haven't done that. My wife has done that, so I don't know how it's um, how it's done. Maybe you could talk to her and ask about that experience because I'm a hoarder. I have never changed bitcoins into cash, so I don't know. I don't have experience with that either. Uh, would you do that, Mark, and talk to? Uh, I will. Lawrence? I believe. I believe we got. It was a. I believe they used some bank information and transferred it over. Okay, but it might have come come into PayPal. But maybe there's another way to do it, like you know, because I know that. Wasn't it mentioned that you could put money in at Western Union through BitInstant.com? So I, I can, I can certainly talk to BitInstant. Uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't talk to my wife who's done it one time. Right? There you go. That's a good idea. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> I'm sure the, uh, the guys over at BitInstant.com would be able to answer that question. We've been discussing uh, what happened with a police raid in Evansville, Indiana. But remember, this could very well happen where you live. This could be your house. It could be your neighbor, your grandmother. Uh, it can be anywhere. The police came into a home. They raided a house based on... Evidence that said that a certain threat had come from that IP address. And, of course, if you know anything about how wireless routers and routers and the Internet work, you know that one IP address is uh, basically scheduled per customer, per location. And that one IP address can be shared amongst any number of users at that location. Not only that, if you have a a smartphone... That smartphone has an IP address as well. Well, there's one IP address for the internet's uh, for for the termination of the internet. Let's say so, like so, you've got uh, your DSL or your cable. Yep. You have an IP address for that. Yes. If your smartphone is in there and it's using your Wi-Fi, your smartphone has the same IP address. Your computers oh. in your home have the same IP so address. So ten people could be there with their phones and their laptops, laptops and. It, it Any not, one of those people. Person, yeah. Maybe they're downloading something that's illegal. Maybe they're mm-hmm. making a threat on uh, some internet forum, as happened mm-hmm. here in the Evansville situation. You don't know what those people are doing, and there's no way you could possibly monitor all of their activities. So you've become an accomplice, essentially. Well, fortunately, they didn't I'm arrest waiting. the lady. Right, they didn't arrest this young lady. I, in this a, case. Accomplice is a uh, is, is a thought crime. I mean, you have to know that you're doing it in order to to do it. Right, and she just had an internet connection. She left it open for whatever reason. Not everybody wants to have security on their internet connections. And if you don't have security, then there's nothing at all stopping your next-door neighbor or some guy, some creepy dude sitting out in a van out uh, you know, across the street from you. If it isn't, uh, if your network isn't secured, you can be almost certain, uh, depending on where you are, almost certain that somebody's else is going to, to see it at some point and decide, hmm, that's useful. And someone that wants to make a threat on the internet someone that wants to download something that uh, maybe would be prohibited, these people know enough to go and leave their home and their location, wherever it is they normally use the internet, and go wherever it is they can find it. They have this uh, thing called war driving, where you can download programs that just kind of have an open, uh, they kind of sniff the packets in the air to see what's out there, and you you can drive down the street, and you can see all the uh, the different internet access, uh, the, the wireless access points pop up. And so, like, as you're driving down the street, you can see, bing, 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 it'll, like, show you, oh, this one's locked, this one's not locked, this one's locked, and then you can just pick whichever one that's but, unlocked. 
locked and then log right in. Some of them are um, okay. So there's different levels of locked. There's some yep. of them that are say they're it's a locked network and has a little lock on it. But there's others that say that it's unlocked, but, but you, you actually, still can't get in. But you have a, have to have a key to get in, right? There are those, but usually when you see an unlocked network, it's going to be just unlocked. You're just going to be able to connect and get right on it. Can we go back for a second to the idea of um, accomplice versus not? Because one of the things that um, came up with employers and immigration uh, laws recently, I don't know, like six months ago or something, was um, that business owners were going to be penalized for employing illegals even if they didn't know they were illegal so yeah, it's I, crazy right so there's this idea this continual perpetuation of perpetuation your, i'll give you that yeah of of you're a criminal whether you mean to be but or they do have or not they're, or they're trying to put rules in place or they have rules in place that say the employers have to check the immigration status so right, they, they failed want, to do that is what they want you is. to be the uh, essentially the tool of the state if you yep. don't do as we say and do our bidding for us we'll get you in trouble Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-453-SACL-CAI, the SACL CAI toll free line. And by the way, we still haven't gotten into this whole uh, healthcare debacle thing. At some point, we can talk about that. 855-453. Meantime, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And you know, they was, they've been uh, the whole day on talk radio. This is what they've been talking about, the health care thing. And, you know, I almost want to take a break from it because I've been listening all day, yeah. too. So. Uh, well, I'm, thankfully, I have not been listening all day. I think I, I listened to a little bit of it when I was uh, showering earlier, and that's about the extent uh, that I've heard of it. But, of course, it's all over the news sites. It's uh, it's obviously a big deal. 855-450-FREE. But is anybody really surprised? Hey, they told you they own you, and uh, they'll surprised. take whatever they want from you. What a shock. Let's go in the meantime, uh, before we get to that topic, to you and your thoughts here. And by the way, I want to invite you to support Free Talk Live. You can do that by becoming an amplifier today over at amp.freetalklive.com. You go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up and support the show by helping us advertise, market, and promote. That's what AMP stands for. Uh, you can help us with 3 bucks a month. We'll take that in, combine it together with other listeners, 3 bucks, and then uh, that'll be spent on outreaching to new radio stations and new internet listeners and bringing more people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, AMP-only forum. Get the details and get signed up with any major credit card, or you can use uh, Visa or MasterCard right on our website. You can use also PayPal as well, so uh, amp.freetalklive.com. Jeremy is in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey guys Hi, uh, and gals, uh, nice to talk to you again hey. after such a long break. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think uh, the Eric Holder thing is much more important than uh, the Obamacare thing because uh, certainly is that interesting. Can be dealt with over time, you know, and uh, this uh, this guy getting away with uh, running guns and everything to those terrorists on the border, you know, that 
cut people's heads off and throw them in coolers and throw them off overpasses and all that is a lot more important than, uh, you know, whether uh, some Obamacare debacle or some unconstitutional defunct uh, Supreme Court. I don't know. I think it's all pretty important. Personally, I think it's all evidence of uh, the corruption that is inherent with the uh, you know these, this idea of a monopoly that has uh, or a monopoly on violence, a monopoly on coercive force. The every attorney genital is going to have problems. They're going to be aggressors. They're going to be hurting peaceful people. Genital, Ian. Yeah, it's genital. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an old joke, oh. <laughs> an old running joke. No, I just can. But, uh, hey, hey, I'm glad you guys still got your sense of humor about this, but, you know, they they, they, they continue to run over us, and, uh, you know, at some point it's got to stop. I know us libertarians, we, we, we all want a peaceful end to this thing. But I don't know if I would call I myself just, a libertarian, but I definitely do want a peaceful end uh, to this, and I think that yeah. is, you know, it takes us back to the conversation but, uh, we were having last yeah, hour. People not, need to stand not, up. It's not going to happen, Ian. A, a peaceful, peaceful end, end, end is not going to happen. Well, it is going to happen for me, because I'm not going to lower myself to the level of the government goons and uh, pick up a gun. I'm not going to be violent uh, in in my now attempts to achieve liberty. in your door, and they- they throwing uh, grenades in your Dude, family. It's not going to do any good if I you shoot back. Him? It's not going to do any good. I'll let him kick in the door and throw the grenades in. I'm going to roll a video camera for as long as I possibly can. Upload the video yeah, online. Blow your video camera right out of your hand. Well, you know, if they do when that, they at do least it. it'll have uploaded part of the uh, video at that point because uh, video cameras today with uh, the phones that we have, the smartphones, have the ability to upload to the Internet as recording the video. Yeah, it's not going to save you, my friend. Technology is not going to save you, my friend. Okay, so just, Eventually, you know, why don't you just... You're going to have to take up arms, man. Well, I'm sorry, Jeremy. You're not going to convince me. I thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Constantly there are people advocating this particular option, the option of using violence, and I'm tired of hearing it. And it's not. In- I'm not interested in it. I've left that behind. It's not an option for me. Michelle, how do you feel about it? I recently uh, uh, acquired a gun and um, my first one, and it's actually, it's just kind of, it's kind of cute, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it I doesn't said, put cute holes in people. I can tell you that. I, right, right, right. But, um, you know, I've, I've actually never fired it. And, uh, and I That's a bad idea. If you're going to own a gun, you should no, definitely I should, fire right, it. Right, right, right. Absolutely, right. I've never, but I have not fired it. It's been, it's been locked away. And, um, and I haven't, uh, you know, I, I haven't ever had a, uh, an occasion to f- uh, fire a gun at someone in the past, and I've had plenty of things uh, that were done to me that that were uh, wrong and and not good and what have you. And and my approach actually has always been to never use the state against anyone and mm. never to use violence. So, you know, yes, I have. Why did you bumps. get the gun? Why did I get the gun? Yeah. Um, actually, well, I have a family, you right. know, and so it's not just myself that I am considering and what have you and and um my sons know how to shoot and what have you and was actually helping out a fellow you know liberty person here who needed money but yeah so it's um so yeah my my approach has been to not use a state against anyone and to not use force or aggression against anyone i have uh, a gun too I, i have a gun too but i really only have it for the uh, zombie uh, apocalypse i believe that um I, I believe that it's 
you know, that there are certain instances where violence is a fine thing to use. And I think in some instances that like a zombie apocalypse, the best it's the best thing to do, um, you know, in order I, violence is this funny term, you know, this sort of uh, the, an equal amount of force in order to prevent further violence. Um but it's justified, I think. I think that it's it's principled to use violence as in defense uh, against the state. I just think it's wrong. I think right. it's, it's ineffective. And, 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 and so I, I wasn't saying the state. I was just saying in general. Oh, I and think it's. I think when it's, we're talking about the state specifically, I just don't think that you know what's the old saying? It's uh, too late to do anything about it. But it's it's too early to sh- uh, too late to do anything about it, and too early to shoot the bastards. Claire Wolf who said and, that, and it's. You know, if you if you use violence against the government, you have fallen into the trap. That's what it's they the want. reason that they wear bulletproof vests right. and those kind of things. They're looking for violence. That's they right. are an organization of violence. All you have to do is take a look at how they operate. Yes. If you think you can out violence the people who use violence and threats of violence on a daily basis, I wish you luck, but I don't think you're going to. I think, and I think that you're practical, just going to be painted as a lunatic. Right. There are practical reasons to not use violence against the people calling themselves the state. And I also believe that there's a moral one as well in that I don't want to lower myself to their level. That's their I tool. They use violence. I agree with that. I abs- and, you know, and I'm a Christian. We've talked about that before. And if you, now, who you would know, Jesus kill? Yeah. If you use, if you use the story of Jesus in, in the Bible, even when Peter, you know, swiped off his ear, he scolded Peter for that and restored his ear and, and said, um, yeah, I know you're looking like whatever. But anyway, this is the so, story I've not heard. I, you know, I, oh yeah, I didn't so read the whole Bible. so the um, so the so the the guards came for Jesus to arrest him and, mm-hmm. and hang him up on the cross, and and Peter said, "No, don't you dare! You can't take him!" And swiped at the soldiers, you know, in self defense and and protecting his friend, and he was justified. Da da da. But Jesus said, "No, there's a better way." And, um, and so, know, who lost the ear? One of the soldiers. One of the soldiers. Oh, and so the I, the you know the story to me there is that at any time. Jesus could have responded back with saying what you're doing is unfair and and you know used violence against them and didn't there were only a couple you know soldiers and all of his disciples standing there so the, so they had him outnumbered and uh and he went ahead and and submitted i guess um or maintained his sense of dignity or you know i'm sure there are well, right and ways. wouldn't he have been showing love in that instance and forgiveness for these men that were doing harm to him wait say that again jesus wouldn't jesus have been showing love and forgiveness to the people that wanted to do him harm in that case yes Yes. absolutely right that's why you want to keep the high ground you want whether you're a christian or not i'm not right uh, you know i wonder about this though um on the the love and forgiveness aspect is you remember mary ruart's book healing our world yeah great book do you remember the computer programs in there that uh, played the prisoner's dilemma yeah are you familiar with the prisoner's dilemma it's a philosophical uh you know situation where you have to you know basically if you turn on somebody doing something bad you might uh, receive a reward for mm-hmm. um and these computer programs played against each other and different ones were programmed to do different things. And the tit for tat, the one that wouldn't do you wrong until you had done it wrong, mm-hmm. in which case it would do you wrong an equal number of times that you had done it wrong, resulted in the very best responses. And I kind of think to some extent that people, some people are motivated by fear of reprisal. And that if there is no reprisal, that if everybody forgives, uh, because the only moral thing is to do the thing that's universal, universally right, and that therefore the moral thing to do is to not necessarily forgive, just forgive. You know, there has to be reprisals. Even if you forgive the person, there have to be reprisals for bad action. You don't have to trust that person in the future. Uh, so you don't have to forget what that person did. 
855-450-FREE. If you think this is sufficient reprisal, I suppose. People that have harmed me have suffered at their own hand. You know, give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Yeah, karma's going to get you. 855-450-FREE. You're just relying on the next guy to do the reprisal then. No, I'm relying on karma. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI. Karma doesn't exist. It's like the state. I don't want reprisal. I don't care about it. I just want to move on with my life. Hour number three is next. You take control. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. We give it away at freetalklive.com. So enjoy. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can create the content there by submitting items to the site. Somebody sent me uh, something this afternoon outside of our website saying, oh, this would make great show content. And it probably would. But please submit them to the website so even if we don't get to it on the air... Some people can still see it. Some people can still benefit from you taking the time to put something over at freetalklive.com because when you put something up on the site, it gets voted on, and the most voted up make it to the front page. They get promoted, as it's called, to the front page so more people can see. So whether they make them on the air or whether they make it on the air or not, uh, more people will see it if you submit it at freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE. Coming up, the Obamacare news. Uh, well, you probably, if you've listened to talk radio at all today, that's probably about all you've heard. We've managed to get through two hours of uh, the program here thus far and have pretty much avoided talking about it uh, entirely except a brief comment in the first hour we're going to go to your phone calls first though and then uh, maybe we'll get to that of course you can call and comment on it if you would like tell us how you feel about the supreme court ruling in favor of the what they call the individual mandate the obamacare thing let's go to the phones here and to alex in new jersey on the amp lines alex you're on free talk live hi guys hey what's on your mind tonight uh, earlier in the show, I heard you guys talking about Bitcoin, and I have to say I have a dissenting opinion. Okay. Hmm. Um, I do not like Bitcoins because I do not think that they are money, and I think that they are a money substitute, and I think that they are not as anonymous as people think they are. What makes them not money um, before you go through yeah. a laundry list? Well, the, the number one defining uh, fact that it's not money is the fact that you cannot, uh, it has no intrinsic value. You cannot consume it uh, like you can with silver and gold, for example. Well, consume it or intrinsic value are two different things, because Bitcoin is both a currency and a money transfer system. So therefore, because they are integral, it, uh, would, you, would you agree that PayPal has value? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me finish currency. my point then. I just wanted to get a point there. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that we were in agreement that PayPal has value. So since Bitcoins are inexorably both currency and a payment transfer system, they have the value of a pay- payment transfer system. 
They have the value as of a payment transfer system, but it, it is not money. Money it is, is it a is circulating medium of exchange. Absolutely, Bitcoin is money. Uh, it has no intrinsic value. Does not, it's sorry, not required. It's not and the it has value, intrinsic value because it's a payment transfer system. What, what you're saying, saying is, is that PayPal's worthless. You're looking at you're looking at Bitcoin from the perspective of, oh, well, it doesn't have anything physical behind it. I can't so wear it for jewelry. Therefore, it doesn't have intrinsic value. But that's not true. Mark just gave you one of the reasons why it has intrinsic value. Here's another one. Because you can use it anonymously. Generally, it's not anonymous right out the box. But there are ways to use it anonymously. And so, therefore, it can be used for purchasing all manner of things that otherwise would be very difficult to get your hands on. That's that's some more intrinsic value uh, that Bitcoin has. It's also intrinsically valuable because it's instantaneous in its transfer and its ability to uh, transfer uh, uh, money it's an unbreakable Worldwide. It's an unbreakable you know, code. I, 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 you know, I just don't trust Bitcoin as a store of value. I mean, I would but, much rather so, okay. trust... Okay, if, I'm if with you on that. It's useful right. for getting a transaction done, getting in and getting out. That's uh, valuable. capital controls. If That's you, valuable, and I agree with you that it's valuable for that, but... Then it's I intrinsically that, valuable. Oh, jeez, you guys. Well, <laughs> so I, I'm with you. If, you. if you're if you saying that I'm only going to go with mediums that are proven over a course of five millenniums or more as a store of value, fine. Bitcoin doesn't have five millennia of track record. There's a risk but involved. try to send silver on the internet, and you'll find out that you can't shove it, that if you shove it through those little uh, slits in the side of your computer, they just lay there. <laughs> do is I, I would use Bitcoin. I would get in, get out, and get on with my life. I would put put whatever physical money into the network, make whatever transactions I need to make, and then get out. That's the way that uh, you can do it I that way if you want. I'm not used, interested in doing that. I mean, uh, you can do it that way if you want to, and BitInstant.com can help you with that. But I'm, that's not my interest. I'd rather just let the Bitcoin sit there and uh, see what happens to them. At this point, they're six dollars and something per piece, and they've been as low as uh, you know a few cents. So, well, don't forget there was a huge uh, bubble yep. because of uh, speculation, which is not you know bad. Speculators are good, but you know it, they are very volatile. It's risky, man. Well, I don't know that they're very volatile. They had a one run up, and then they fell down, and now they're they've been creeping upwards. If you look at volatility, they're not particularly volatile, and over the course of you know since that uh, rundown. But it I mean, is new. It is something that's you know because it's new, it's going to be intimidating to people, and there is risk also, involved in can anything. Short new. It? Also, might I add that you need to be on the internet to make the no, transaction. That's not, not true either. You can short it, but not necessarily safely. That is okay. not true either. Uh, the new bit inst- the, the, uh, the Bitcoin cards that are going to be coming out are, what was it, bitcoincard.somethingorother.com? I'll look uh, it up. Yeah, check that out for me. But uh, the, these new cards do not have to be connected to the internet. Eventually, once they do get connected to the internet, they can Bitcoin sync. Bitcoincard.com. Bitcoin yeah, but so you're going you're gonna to trust that or, that card has value on it. It's a trusting system because it's open source. Well, so when you that, use whoa, something, whoa, anybody no, no, that no, wants to, no, I'm not not the system itself. But if somebody gives you a card and you're not connected to the internet, you don't necessarily know. If, if somebody that card gives you a gold value. coin and you don't know how to weigh it and measure it, you're and not sure it. that that thing is gold either. Well, I would, I would well, bet my money. Hey, look, on, a lot on, more gold's if, been if counterfeited internet, than if the bitcoins. Goes down. It's true. If for whatever reason the, there's some type of problem and we cannot transfer bitcoins on the internet, um, then it then it dies. Whereas you need to shut the internet and down. And other kinds of real money have the ability. <laughs> if the to internet dies, you need networking. to shoot the dog and eat it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, forget about your gold coins and whether or not you've got enough yes. silver dimes. That is true. You better go find. 
you better make sure that you kill your neighbor and eat I, him, because otherwise look, they're going to do it to you. Food, food, bullets, and silver are the best uh, kinds of money. Uh, Pornography, in that kind of liquor, <laughs> yeah. cigarettes, slave trade, yeah, sex, <laughs> sex. Uh, I'm sorry. Stuff like sex is way more tangible, and I think it's a better uh, money than uh, Bitcoin. Okay, man. Send it over the internet. You can't (laughs) shove that in the little hole inside the computer either. That's my opinion. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Alex. And uh, you know what? It took me. It took me a while to really come around to Bitcoin. Uh, and really see the value in it. I think you have to use it to make purchases. I think you have to buy things. To I own real things yeah. that I have purchased, real things that have real value. Money is just a, it's kind of a, a store of value, a medium of exchange. That's it right. could be both of those things. Um, but when, I mean, the real value are the things that you can use in your life. I have real things that I bought with Bitcoins. I get services, I get goods, whatever. It works for me. Yep. 855-450-FREE. And as it works for you, it'll work for more people and become more valuable. Yep. The more people start using it. I don't have a problem with gold and silver as, you know, using them as currency. I like them Me for too. that reason. But they they have their limitations, as do bitcoins. And I have to say I agree with Eric Voorhees, who in his article about bitcoins appearing at Porkfest, which, by the way, I syndicated over at freekeen.com, so you can just go right there and, and find it. I called it uh, Bitcoin Takes Porkfest. He points out that uh, silver and gold, while great and while he's a supporter of uh, of them, they just don't have the same ability to divide. I mean, even if you are in a physical location, silver and gold is useful if you're in a physical location with another person who's yep. val- you know who values them. But try giving change. Right, you can't make change with them, and uh, or you have to round up to well, the nearest. 10. I've had this instance where I brought. Okay, so a client wanted to buy silver here in in New Hampshire. We mm-hmm. met up at Social Sundays here. I brought my silver and some. I brought some silver and some gold. Mm-hmm. He brought his silver and some gold. We must have spent a half an hour moving. Uh, it's probably an exaggeration, but we spent several minutes, several tens, a couple of tens of minutes, moving coins back and forth, trying to figure out the proper combination of coins so that we could get as close as possible in value. Yeah. So you got to do the math and the calculations and all these things. It's a lot easier, a lot more divisible with bitcoins. I purchased uh, an item from TSA George when he was here in the studio the other evening from him. Uh, On your phones, right? He gave me a price. I got to a calculator. I figured out that price in bitcoins. um, Some of these bitcoin apps will figure it out for you. Yeah, uh, they probably will. The one that I have won't do that. But, um, you know, then I sent that amount of uh, bitcoins from my phone to his phone. Wham, bam. It was right there. Done deal. And he went and installed it in my car. Well, the uh, thing I bought. Yep, same thing. I did the same thing with Adam Kokesh today. I sent him a little bit of money for a deal that we had made, and uh, I said, hey, I can send this via... He said, send it via my website, and I said, well, I can do that, but then the credit card company's going to take a fee, and he said, well, he'll take Bitcoin. All right, boom, deal's done, and then no one loses any money to a fee. More coming up, 855-450-FREE, Free Talk Live. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Take control of the airwaves, toll-free at 855-453. We call it Free Talk Live because you're free to call in, talk about anything you want. And the number's toll-free again, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in around the clock to the latest episode of Free Talk Live via our live streams. 
Got them in uh, three different sizes for your uh, for whatever will fit your internet connection. We've also got over 100 great radio stations across the country on AM and FM that carry the show at various different times throughout the week. XM Satellite Radio carries us all seven nights. And you can go to web, uh, you can also get us on the webcam and the listen lines, as well as our free-to-air KU band satellite channel. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all the details and get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Our phone lines are sponsored by SACL CAI. They're a company that handles accounts receivable. You, If you have a business and you need to try something new in the area of uh, accounts receivable or collection, SACL CAI can do it for you. You can go see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. They, uh, they, all their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you need to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Jerry is listening in Tennessee to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Good evening. Evening, sir. Yeah, I, you're talking about citizenship there. I'm, I've always considered myself a sovereign citizen of the planet Earth here. Hmm. And um, the other day, uh, I had uh, occasion here. I, bought a, I happened to buy a rifle. And I had, what if you move to the moon? Form. <laughs> Pardon me? And you had to fill out a form, right? Of course, you know, you can't do anything without a tax or license or permission from the government. But uh, one of the questions on there said, has you ever renounced your citizenship? And I looked at the salesman and I said, I said, hmm, I got a problem with this one. He says, why is that? I said, I don't remember ever asking for it. The citizenship, exactly. But I have to ask you, what is the definition of a sovereign citizen? Because to me, it seems like a contradiction in terms. Well, no, no. I'd say I'm a uh, saying citizen not, is not part of a government. See, actually, I, my my philosophy on this whole thing is I think the United States was set up as an anti-government. I mean, uh, it was set up more or less as a mediator uh, between the states and uh, for a simple uh, for the purpose of mediating mediating between the states uh, and um, you know basically a protection you know to get us together in case we ever needed protection against uh, invasion or anything. But other than that, you know, they have no business in, you know, being involved in their life. Uh, I am responsible for myself. I take care of myself. I, you know, uh, I don't need a nanny state or a big brother looking over me, you know. I'm and, with uh, you, man. I totally understand where you're coming from. Of course, some would argue that the government, uh, the U.S. federal government, was actually set up to become a large centralized bureaucracy. Uh, the anti was it the anti-federalists that uh, sure. were pushing for that. Yes. Uh, so some people believe that this was all planned uh, in advance. Well, so it just depends on well, who you I, ask. Well, I, I don't think so. For one reason, if uh, if the government, if these guys didn't know that governments are inherently evil. Why would they come up with a constitution? That's like putting a parachute on Superman. But the constitution is worse than the Articles of Confederation. Well, yeah, it could be, but the purpose because of the, of the influence of people like Alexander Hamilton and the anti-federalists who like centralization and uh, no federalists like centralization, not anti-federalists. That's right. There's some confusion amongst no, the, no, that, it's, she's there? right. It's federalists. <laughs> the federalists. I apologize. It's I, the federalists' papers were written by Madison, Jay, and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Well. The, um, like I said, the Constitution was made to be a bridle in the mouth of government. It wasn't made to be. How'd that a, work uh, out? I think uh, it's yeah, the lie they so, told not us. Not so well, you know. Yeah, but that's what it was intended to be because I think that um, I think the founding the founders originally uh, they knew that government was a necessary evil. I well, mean, I don't agree it with had, that. It served its purpose. Well, you know, it, it does serve its purpose in some ways, well, but if, uh, it, it serves its own purposes. I mean, it okay. doesn't serve me in any way, I, look, shape, or form. Now we're debating about this term government. If if government is an organization that keeps people safe, then it, I think it is necessary. I do not think it is evil. That's not what it is. It endangers people. 
Well, I, you're just defining it as government as we know it today. That's true. Governments as we know right. it today are, are monopolies that have no uh, competition. Monopolies tend to be corrupt. They tend to be rent-seeking. And those organizations have a very difficult time being righteous. I'd love to see the friendly government in which you envision, Mark, and I hope that someday it can All I'm talking uh, about is competition in the marketplace. Where they allow Once you a to government no. has to compete in that, in that marketplace, then you know they're going to get better. But, Jerry, here's a problem yeah, I have that- with calling... Uh, uh, you know, calling oneself a sovereign citizen. I think that not only does it have baggage that, uh, you know, it's getting a real negative press. Uh, if you look around the media, you'll see they're, they're basically calling sovereign citizens violent and crazy. But uh, also, it's, it's just inherently a contradiction, because in order to be sovereign, the definition of sovereign is basically you're a king, right? You're king of your own domain, uh, essentially king of your own life. But if you're a citizen, mm-hmm. the definition of a citizen is that you owe allegiance to a government and is entitled to its, and you're entitled well, to its protection. So you can't have uh, a sovereign citizen. It's just not possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, that's if you uh, submit to the, uh, the proposition that a citizen has to be a person that's allied with the government. I, I'm that's what a citizen, citizen is. Of the planet Earth. I'm a citizen of the planet Earth. I'm not, you know, uh, a, resident. a resident. So what if you if go you to the moon? Then what are you? Why? Okay, I would like... People and how they define themselves is just baffling. And the reason why I've been so quiet tonight is because I'm in such a foul mood. I'm so tired of stupid people. I just can't take it anymore. You're not calling him stupid, are you? I'm not calling you stupid. No, I've just had it, though, with some of these things that people are saying, particularly around the 5-4 decision of the Supreme Court. But when you say that you're a sovereign citizen of planet Earth, what the heck does that mean? So if you move to the moon, are you no longer a sovereign citizen of planet Earth? Now you're a sovereign citizen of the moon. Why can't you just be a human being? Why can't you? Yeah. Or or a sovereign? Why isn't sovereign just good enough? Well, that's that's good enough. If you just want to drop it right, stop it right there. Is that I'm sovereign? Fine. I'm Danielle and I, I use the, the term. I use the term uh, citizen as a meaning an individual. You know, yeah. actually, and that's true. It is the third that. definition of citizen: inhabitant or denizen. Uh, you can certainly use it in that way. But uh, I tell you, you're never going to make uh, Ian happy if you use the word citizen. It just it it, it you know it's like petting a cat the wrong direction. I know what the definition it messes is. Messes with him so hard. You, yeah. Uh, thank you, by the way, Jerry, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. Ian wants to change the world's definitions. Wants to make them think the way he does. I'm not trying to change the definitions, Mark. I'm just reading from the dictionary here. I mean, the number one definition is the most accepted <laughs> Do definition. Do people read from the dictionary when they define words, though? Well, they should. They darn well should, because no, see, that's now why you want to control exist. their behavior again. No, I don't want to control anyone's behavior. Saying someone should do something isn't that they have to do something. If you want to just make crap up, go right ahead. You can define things however you want to. Uh, the, the language is fluid. It's as, as people use it, and it's important to know that. I mean, you can, play the, you can play the grammar Nazi game all you want, but when it gets to the point of communication, if you allow language to get in the way of communication, then you're failing at what it's for. Right. We have to agree on what the words mean. Yeah. And so, so let's yell we, people into submission. I don't that. think anybody was yelling uh, in, in that particular particular case, we're simply pointing out, I'm pointing out, that citizen means something, primarily, and an alternate meaning is what he was using it for. The primary meaning clashes with the word sovereign. So you think they'll put Eric Holder in jail? I hope so. Who knows? I mean... What, all they did was just uh, criminal contempt, right? No, he's in criminal contempt of Congress. Criminal and civil contempt Isn't the maximum jail time for that 10 days or something like that? I don't know. I feel like I heard that somewhere. This is one of our callers. It'd be mentioned great that. if they put him in for, for ten, ten days. days. Whoopie do! Awesome. It'll be minimum security, federal prison, big deal. No, it'd be a it'd jail. be a work camp or something like that. It'll be nothing. Let's go to the phones here. Talk to Bill and Indy, listening to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hey, um, 
I just want to make a comment real quick. Go ahead, sir. I know it's going to sound radical, but gold is not money. Okay. What is it? Why? It might have been 5,000 years ago in some other country, but not in the last 200 years in our country. Well, more than fewer than 200 years. uh, uh, Silver was uh, coinage in this country. Actually, gold is coinage currently um, in the United States under the gold eagles. But uh, silver was used commonly as currency up until 65 and gold within the last 100 years. Uh, Well, it's money if people are willing to accept it as a medium of exchange. More coming up here, 855-450-FREE. Bill's welcome to come back in moments. It's Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI. Toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features uh, await you. Got a lot of stuff there. The webcam is one of those features you can watch and listen to the show, as well as interact in the chat room. The chat room's built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to experience that. That's cam. FreeTalkLive.com. Speaking of cams, when it comes to potential... That's a segue. It's radio talk. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. That's where you're most likely to to encounter the aggressive agents uh, calling themselves the state of fill-in-the-blank. And the Freedom Cam can help you. Go to FreedomCam.net. It's an amazing product that actually gives you all-around protection. You've got a GPS inside a dual camera mounted to... The windshield of your car. This thing looks out at the front of your car at all times, also within the cab, and it's got a microphone built in, so it's constantly monitoring everything that is going on with uh, with your vehicle, inside your vehicle and outside as well. So uh, it's really handy. I recommend it. I utilize it. In fact, my car is about to get back on the road here pretty soon. Mark, it's in your car, if I'm uh, not That's mistaken. Correct. And uh, I've been waiting eagerly to reinstall it since I've been pretty much off the road for uh, for five or six months here as I've been trying to register the, the car. Uh, so freedomcam.net is where you can go to learn more about this product. It's great. I recommend it. Freedomcam.net. As we continue with your calls, Bill is listening in Indy. And Bill, you said gold's not money. You're going to have to back that one up. Well, yeah, I'm just going to talk in a non-emotional By the way, it's really hard to hear you. I apologize. Uh, make sure you're talking right into your phone, please. Okay, I'm going to talk in a very non-emotional, logical way. I'll be like, uh, Hey, just Dr. because Clark. you're emotional doesn't mean you're not logical. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I'll be just like the, uh, Mr. Spock on Star Trek. I'll All right. And gold, the statement gold is not money makes sense once you, once you follow the logic. And I'm not saying, I don't know the history of it. It's like you guys do, maybe five or 6,000 years ago over in Egypt. Maybe they traded gold, gold currency. They used it in the United States until relatively recently. I mean, they use gold as currency in the United States more than not. Let's make sure we're on the same page here, Bill. Define money for me. Money is a medium of exchange. And okay. you're saying gold is society, not that? In our society, in today's day, that's United States currency. I'm not defending currency saying it's not fiat money like you always talk about. I'm saying $20 bills, is that's true money. That's real money today. 
take your gold over to Walmart and see if you can buy any food with it. You cannot. There's popular money, and then there's less popular money. Gold is still used as a medium of exchange amongst those who value it as, uh, for that purpose. Not, not in our country. It's not used as a medium of exchange. Don't ever? Know. Is it no. ever used how, how as a medium does it have of exchange? To be used? It's not used as a medium of exchange in our country. That's an inaccurate statement. I used no, it just the other day. Last week, no, I did. What about silver? What about silver? I used Same silver. Thing. I use silver. An ounce of okay. Take a one ounce bar of silver into Walmart and see what happens. They will say you're not going to get a bar of silver for an ounce. That I would have... be twenty three point one five ounces. Actually, is a bar. Well, anyway, go on. Make, I went to silver. They make bars in one ounces. They make bars in one ounces. They make bars in ten ounces. True. You, you can have bars that are one like ounce a door bars. stopper. Yeah, no, is no, what I think of as a bar. Tiny, yeah, no, they, but... they have these little square. It's basically a square uh, rectangular coin. Okay, I got a hundred ounce bar. I got a hundred ounce bar. It weighs about six and a half. Now pounds. that's difficult to divide, and admittedly, you know, you have a hundred ounce bar that weighs six what? About six point two pounds. I've brought an <laughs> ounce of. Is that right? uh, yeah, do the math. Sounds right. Now wait a second. I, that's worth about twenty six hundred dollars. Now I can walk into Walmart, but they're going to turn me away because. Well, that's too bad. Look, I can go into the corner news here in Keene, New Hampshire, and I can buy silver from the uh, the vendor there. I can... Do you know that there's 10 um, ounces of okay. silver in a pound in, in one? Okay, hold on a second. Uh, let me, 12, okay, 12 for 12 ounces. Because I can see we're, we're, we're bumping. Yeah, a better way to do it and not be so mean about it. Um, let me equate gold and silver with stock. I'm not saying gold and silver is not an asset class, and I'm not saying it's not a store of value. I'm just saying to... Spend your gold and silver. You have to first convert it to real money. No, you no, you don't. It depends on Maybe, who you're talking to. Yeah, I like I've gone to uh, Staples and spent one ounce uh, silver rounds for things. I've done it at Office Max down in Sarasota, Florida. Maybe it was Office Max I went to. I'm not certain. I've, so I went to the same place Ian went to just to see whether it could be done, and I did it. Um, and you know, I've also recently paid people in silver, silver coinage. So silver was being transferred I, between people at Porkfest. I, I would say that you're right. And that copper. It, that it is and not. Gold readily usable it is difficult to use it has lots of issues as far as a currency goes that divisibility is a problem with gold and silver as precious metals but to say it's not a currency is inaccurate if one person by your definition you're saying it's not being used and i have met your definition and proved you wrong that maybe 1%, you're, you're probably right. Okay. Fewer it's than 1%. Yeah. It's Fewer still than 1%. money. Thank you, Bill, for the call. I appreciate okay, hearing from you. Let's talk to Jeff, also listening in Indy. Somebody will still take drachmas for payments. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. What's going on? What's on your mind tonight? I think you guys are doing a great job. I want to commend you for doing the necessary things for this country. I think uh, we need a revolution in this country. Don't you believe that? I disagree. I used to think that. I think what we need is an evolution. Yes. uh, Because I don't want to revolve. I don't want to go back around to the beginning. I don't want to try this again. I want to evolve past the idea of having a monopoly on coercive force, to evolve past the idea of the state. Uh, Just as we've evolved past the idea of chattel slavery, it's time to evolve past the idea of these big farms, these slave farms, plantations known as, uh, as states. That's cool. I, I can dig that. Yeah, evolution. And and by and by the way, Michelle, you have a beautiful voice. It is all she's got that's beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness! You can see her on the webcam right now, Jeff, at cam.freetalklive.com. Okay. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks that's for the call. And gal, I appreciate yeah, okay. Yes. Guys in the plural, uh, as uh-huh. including women. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Michael's. She's in. a lovely woman. The problem is, she thinks for herself. <laughs> 
if she would just shut up, she'd be so hot, is what I heard someone say. <laughs> Let's talk to Michael listening in Wyoming. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Michael. Michael. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I want to talk about Mark Stevens. He's a guy that uh, gives legal advice on LRN, and I got into sort of internet beef with him. I wrote a letter saying I think that what he does is bad, and uh, we can talk, talk about that more. But the interesting thing is he responded on his blog and said, I welcome anyone to come on here and talk. You know, I welcome Michael to come on here and talk about it. But he, I sent him a response. He didn't post it, and he's, he's approved a bunch of stuff since then. And he's blocking people I know who are sticking up for me from posting. And he's sending people over to my blogs and my Facebook, you know, being snitty. I'm approving their, remar- their remarks. But he's cherry-picking and trying to make it look fair. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. So uh, let's see. Mark Stevens, we've had Mark on this program in the past. Many times. Uh, a few times. And uh, he is somebody who has a lot of interesting legal approaches. Uh, he wrote a book called Adventures in Legal Land. And it's a great book. I mean, it sure it's got is. a lot of great information, and it's a real eye-opener. Uh, but at the same time... People have various different uh, results with the, uh, attempting to utilize his courtroom techniques. Uh, you know, it's never resulted in any cases being thrown out for me. Uh, and generally, the uh, you know the things that he does uh, in a courtroom are going to really upset a judge. And so you have to be willing to take whatever the consequences will be of possibly upsetting a judge in order to uh, to utilize his approach. But your concern, Michael, because we've talked about this off the air, has been essentially that he's not disclaiming the information he's giving out. So, for instance, our sponsor, uh, Jillian from Stateless Suites, was on his show recently, apparently at his invitation. And he gave her some advice that a lawyer friend of yours, Michael, thought was really dangerous advice because Jillian is facing felony charges. So it's not like just some traffic ticket where you can go into court and kind of throw caution to the wind and not really put too much at risk. I mean, she's risking a prison term and you felt like uh, he wasn't taking that seriously or you want to expound on that? Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with people who aren't licensed practicing law if they're good at it. And he does have a cadre of people who say, hey, I love him. I tried his thing and got my traffic ticket thrown out. I haven't seen anyone who said it's worked with a felony. Uh, they're probably all in jail, you know, so we can't hear from him. But um, he really cherry-picked information. He called me a COINTELPRO agent today. I thought that was pretty interesting. What is a COINTELPRO? It sounds government FBI plant in the liberty movement. <laughs> well, you ought to get out of uh, Wyoming. There's nobody there. Yeah, and you never leave your house either, Uh, Michael. If you want to leave my house, I go to the gun range. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a second, Michael's with us here from uh, Freedom Fiends. Uh, More on the way here at eight five five four fifty free. It's Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get free uh, banners and flyers and different things, uh, high-res graphics that you can use to make your own Free Talk Live stuff. Maybe you want to make your own shirt. You can do that. Uh, we you know, Go ahead, take our logo and put it on stuff. Uh, go to promote.freetalklive.com to find all that and more. It's all free. That's promote.freetalklive.com. There is a bit of controversy between two liberty-oriented uh, talk show hosts. Uh, one of them is Mark Stevens from the No State Project at markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C. Uh, and the other is Michael Dean from Freedom Fiends at freedomfiends.com. Is that right, Michael? Yes. And you contacted me, I think it was last night or sometime a couple of days ago, about this uh, situation where our so one of our sponsors, uh, and also your sponsors, Stateless Suites, Jillian, was arrested down in Texas on her way to Porkfest. Uh, they allegedly caught her with some hash and uh, a bull pack's worth of, uh, of marijuana and a pipe. And she's now facing felony drug charges in Texas. She got on Mark Stevens' show where he gives legal suggestions uh, to folks. He invited her on. He wrote her and said, I can help you with your court situation. Make, right. make that clear. He, you know, he reaches out to people. And then he got her on there and said, uh, you know, basically said, well, you know, the judge has no authority. You should question the judge on that. And, uh, you know, told her some other things, said, look for a change of venue, which probably wouldn't be relevant in this because, you know, she's, it's not a court trial. It's a hearing. Uh, you know, suggested that since she was denied a pillow for eight hours, you know, there was some some way to change venue because of that, which is specious. Uh, a whole bunch of other really bad advice that an attorney I talked to said would land her in jail, and if she went with a public defender even, you know, she'd get probation. And basically his thing is, I believe, is trying to get people to fight the man, you know, and uh, – some kind of. I like it when you do it. I like it when a demo does it. I like it when Pete does it. I don't like it when someone's posing as an attorney who is offering advice, you know, saying, if you do this, results may be good. And he says he doesn't give advice. He only uh, gives information on what's worked for him. But he has, he has advice for every person who calls, no matter what country or state they're calling from and what their crime is. So he must spend a lot of time getting arrested for everything. I, um, no, no, I, I, I guess I knew ahead of time that he wasn't an attorney, but you know, I just wonder how long one would have to, how, how short of a li- short time a listener would have to be of his program to be of the opinion that he was an attorney. Uh, several people have told me, including an attorney, I thought he was an attorney, you know, who just tuned in a few minutes here and there. He's talking about law. He's talking about courts. I mean, it's understandable why people would jump to that particular conclusion. So, Michael charges money for phone consultations. Well, he does. Yeah, hundred bucks an hour. (laughs) People pay that. They they probably do. A lot of people do. Yeah. Now, um, I I guess I'd ask you this: really telling that he's, you know, not only saying I'm probably an FBI agent or I'm doing this for publicity, which is total horse crap. I try to stay out of stuff like this, or you know, any other number of ad hominem things, but he is keeping any, you know, he's saying on his blog, I welcome Michael to respond anytime. And then he's not posting my responses, not posting responses of people backing me and posting all his, you know, fans responses and, and sending them over to uh, post on my Facebook. So he's cherry picking his uh, backers. Where's the best? Why place? didn't you call him or um, send him an email uh, ahead of time? Why didn't I? Yeah. Rather than opening, because I didn't think he'd respond to logic. 
I really did. And, and this is showing it to me that he's like, you know, hiding responses that don't back him. You know, I'm not going to go on his show. I'm not going to go on, on this show with him. And he probably thinks he's won. And I said that in the letter to him that he's not posting on his blog and posting everyone else's comments. Where is your original piece available? Is it uh, what's the best website for folks to go and see that? Libertarianpunk.com. Libertarianpunk.com. You can see Michael Dean's allegations against uh, Mark Stevens from the No State Project. And then Mark wrote a response on his website, markstevens.net. That's Mark with a C, Stevens.net. I have written, I've read rather your original uh, article. I have yet to read his response. You can search it, uh, Michael Dean's emotional hit piece. That's what it says right there on, on yeah. uh, Mark Stevens. Well, I link it too on mine. Unlike him, he's not linking me back on his. Actually, he Michael, has linked to you there. You mentioned he has linked to you. It's right in the first paragraph. Oh, he linked to me, but he's not. He's not printing my response. Your response. Gotcha. People backing him. Yeah. Michael, you mentioned Pete and Ademo and and Ian and um, other people whose civil disobedience you respect and and how um, they. Uh, you know, advise people regarding not taking a plea or I assume is what you were kind of alluding to also in representing themselves in court and stuff. And, and, um, we mentioned earlier online that are on the air that, uh, we, we try to suggest to people that they do things that we already do do, you know, rather than, um, telling people what they ought to do that you're not practicing yourself. And so two years ago when I met Mark Stevens at Porkfest, I had a little bit, I had a very brief conversation with him, but it was kind of about that and, and the idea of, well, if you're not yourself getting arrested or you're, you haven't spent time in jail or you've never actually um, had to defend yourself regarding these things, then, you know, I, I had a bit of a criticism about advising anyone to, you know, do anything that, that you haven't already, you know. What do you say? Done yourself. Well, what do you say? He had a lawyerly sort of response, actually, you know, um, and that, you know, we have rights and that, you know, if you just know what to say in court, that you can win and da da da. And, and so it this didn't really address he's never my. He's been in court, question. though, either. Like, he's sending lambs to the slaughter. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he's been in court. Yeah, he's been in court. He, repre- he, he uh, you know, helped Ian out on his case. Uh, I know he that tried he... to help. I mean, it didn't really <laughs> go anywhere. But has he ever represented himself? There you go. <laughs> I think it didn't really help. There you go. <laughs> What's well, that? Right, I've tried Mark's uh, Mark's approaches uh, in court before, and it has been very entertaining. Uh, watching the judge get uh, flustered and basically admit to what was it that uh, one of the judges admitted to, like representing uh, this? What was it? He represented the, oh, yeah, God. The, 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 they said they represented, represented the, state. the state, right? So, so the judge represents the state, the state's attorney represents the state, and you're going to get a fair trial. Don't worry, right? And then how? Then you know, basically sliming out of the point that I brought up that oh well, you've admitted to representing the plaintiff. So how can I get a fair trial? Well, you'll get a fair trial. And then they move right along. Uh, But the idea is – Of course, it's something for appeal. And as Mark points out in his book, uh, Adventures in Legal Land, his his tactics are not a guaranteed win. I mean he's pointed out before that this – Oh, no lawyer can guarantee anything either. But, you know, how do you think it's going to work if Jillian goes to Texas, not her home state, and Texas, where a judge already hates her and challenges her? She's going to end up in a cage. I think that's very well a possibility. What's that? I think that's very reasonably a possibility, and that's why I have some concerns, and I'm, I'm looking forward to reading his response. I think that your concerns are very valid, and I don't, you know, if, if the show isn't being disclaimed appropriately enough, I think that's a problem. His response is that I'm working for the FBI. 
Well, his response is really long here. I haven't got to the Intel Pro uh, portion of it, but, um, you know, I mean, it, it can't be summed up in that sentence. If, if that's what his response is, and that, that seems pretty paranoid to me, and uh, I'd be disappointed about that. But this is obviously... Oh, he lined, yep, he Intel Pro's in there. there. I just well, searched it. Written response. There's no typos in it. It's well done. Uh, it's just not very factual. You know, my whole thing with him is just, I, I feel like what he's doing is saying, you know, if we put enough people in front of the enemy's machine guns, eventually they'll run out of bullets and we'll win. Well, that's what's going on in New Hampshire. I think there's well, some, I think there's some to validity to throwing oneself into the gears of the system. I think that's yeah. a valid approach, um, but I, I don't think... It needs think, to be done with, uh, with, with forethought. Forethought. And, people that need to know what they're getting purpose. into uh, before they it's get into this stuff. It's not what people are looking for when they call him necessarily. They hear a show, they go, oh, well, this guy has legal advice. They call up, I can't have money for a lawyer. He tells them, he sounds like a lawyer, he doesn't say he's not on the show, and he says... You know, here's what you do. Here's what will work. Here's what's worked for other people. I mean, he said he said to Jillian, well, this has worked for traffic tickets in Texas, like something he was implying. She's facing two drug felonies in Texas, and the cops in that the, – the state that she's dealing with there, the judge, the, the prosecutor, they hate her already because cop block people called up and hassled them. Yeah. You know, which I don't see a problem with. You know, but it's kind of like they're punishing one for the whole class. There. Sure, they'll well, do hopefully it. Jillian will exercise, you know, good buyer beware. Um, you she's, know, she's contacted a lawyer. Yeah, and and talk to different people who have been in a similar situation or something like that. But um, that's true. You know. That's a good point, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, certainly buyer beware if you're going to talk to some guy on the radio and get take legal advice from him, whether it's Mike, Mark Stevens or that jackball that uh, hosts that national show. What's his name? Bill Handel, <laughs> one of the rudest <laughs> men I've ever heard on the radio. Uh, that uh, I, I find his show entertaining. He is what because he's so rude to people. I don't. I, I, he is not, so not rude that to part. people. So rude. Mark I, also implied that I was bad for talking to an attorney to get his opinion. And the attorney I talked to is a pro fija you know, liberty-minded, practicing attorney who's in criminal courtrooms all day. And Michael, let us know how this uh, develops. It's, I'm interested to hear more about it. Obviously, you know, I programmed the uh, LRN.FM feed, so I want to make sure that everything is uh, as copacetic as possible there. And uh, But yeah, buyer beware. Don't take yep. advice from just one person. Maybe get different advice from different places or suggestions from different sources. It's been Ian here with you. Michelle. Excuse me, and Mark. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com.